Hello, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, episode 11. In today's episode, we have a special guest featuring one of my best friends, Anya. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking, let's talk therapy. So the first question is, how has therapy helped you grow? And we're going to hand it over to Anya. Well, hello. Thank you for having me, Christina. I appreciate it. Um, Therapy has helped me out tremendously, and um, I can admit it, I'm not shy about it, that I've been in therapy for over 10 years. One of the main reasons is because, um, long story short, I'm originally from Russia, and I was adopted at age 12 when I came to America. And throughout my life, I've experienced some severe trauma. And I started therapy because I was realizing that something was not right. And I didn't know who to talk to. I knew my family was not safe enough for me to share my feelings. And at the time, I was looking for validation and... um, just trying to understand why I was the way that I was. So, thank you for sharing that. And um, how therapy has helped myself grow, and it's kind of helped me find who I am. Um, it's allowed me to become free from specific change and bondedness, especially depression. Um, For those of you who may be new um, to the All Things Podcast family, I have a chronic health condition called 22Q11.2 deletion syndrome, and it's wreaked havoc in literally every organ in my body. So as you can imagine, dealing with being sick every day, um, then COVID hits, and I'm a very outgoing person, so I'm hopping from ministry to baton twirling and I know we were all in the same boat and I just didn't know how to deal with like all the depression that was coming at me and I sought counsel from um, some of my best friends including Anya and um, a couple other friends and they said you really need to see a therapist and it has truly changed my life just having someone to talk to knowing that it's a safe place and that anything I share with this person, it's not going outside of the four walls of her office. Um, so that's just one of, been one of the biggest impacts in my life. And I saw a therapist when I was younger um, to kind of help me cope with the medical side of situations and depression um, and really didn't see my new therapist until about a year and a half ago. Um, so yeah. And the next question is kind of piggybacking off of the first question. We both have kind of tagged why, Mm -hmm. but it's what brought you to therapy? For me, it was not knowing how to deal with the consequences of trauma. I didn't know what was gonna happen. I didn't know At the time, I was blaming myself for the entire thing, which is normal, just like a child would blame themselves if one parent goes through the divorce. 
So for me, I was blaming myself because I felt like I was I was the reason that my parents were having a difficult time, so to speak, um, as far as my my abuser coming to me instead of somebody that they trusted. And uh, so I was trying to understand what was what was wrong with me and realizing through therapy that it's not that there was something wrong with me it's I realized that it has to do with the message being wrong in my abuser's mind if that makes any sense so but yeah I would say that was the biggest reason that brought me to therapy and believe it or not it was actually a class called shelter from the storm that I was uh, strongly recommended to by my therapist and because at the time I loved the fact that she was 100% honest with me and saying I legit can't help you right now you have a lot of trauma in your life and I will forever be grateful to her because she was honest with me and by her being honest with me I feel like had she continue counseling me not knowing what to do it probably would have done more damage than good so but um yeah so it was through therapy that I went to shelter from the storm class which some of you might know some of you won't but it's a class to help you deal with the trauma of sexual abuse and that class really opened up my eyes, really made me realize I did not have a neon sign over my head that says, come and hurt me. And it also made me recognize my false guilt or shame that I was carrying. Um, so, yeah. Long answer, but that's just my answer. No, thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. Um, for me, what brought me to therapy was basically hitting rock bottom and not knowing where to turn um, in forms of how to deal with all the emotions that I was dealing with my health and kind of waking up out of denial, I guess, would be my um, answer to that. And it kind of all just hit me at once all those emotions like anger, sadness, and um, joy, and burdensome. And everyone's different when they experience like what myself has experienced and we all walk through different walks of life and um, finally waking up out of denial was the stepping stone to having me be open to seeing a therapist. and. I guess I didn't really know how much I needed a therapist until my very first meeting um, with my therapist. And that's kind of what brought me to therapy. See, a lot of people, including myself at the time, thought that if I go to therapy, then I am admitting that I'm weak. And what it comes down to is it's actually the, the opposite, and I think that's where the stigma begins with therapy because, and listen, there are different types of therapy. There is 
one-on-one, -on -one, there's group therapy, there is uh, meditation. So I truly believe there is not one shoe fits all type therapy or counseling, whatever you call it. Um, so to say, I, and I think that's where the stigma begins is somebody that is very private, that is very closed off to people around them. All of a sudden you just tell them, well, therapy is you tell everything you know about yourself to a complete stranger. Yeah, that would freak me out too, obviously. <laughs> no, therapy is finding a place of mm -hmm. where you can release, whether it's through writing. I, that's, I have two forms of therapy, actually three technically. I have the one-on-one, -on -one, I have the writing, and I have music, and I feel like my music is connected with my writing. There's mm -hmm. just something about music where it connects certain emotions or it opens, like the light switch just turns on certain emotions in me that then I'm able to actually start processing and verbalize something that I really didn't have a way to verbalize without music. But anyway, so there are different types of therapy. And like I said, that is the idea of therapy is not to force yourself to share something private about yourself to a complete stranger. The idea of therapy is to help you talk through your pain every single one of us has pain and it's a matter of are we going to recognize that about ourselves are we going to keep being in denial and i feel like the longer we stay in denial the more we hurt ourselves because we're taking our anger out on other people because i don't know how else to say i'm, I'm angry with you christina so therefore i'm gonna <laughs> i can't physically punch you but i'm gonna verbally punch you <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's definitely amazing insight. And one of the reasons why I think therapy is so close, I can speak for myself, but I think to both Adi and myself, our heart, is because we're in a broken world and we can see the brokenness all around us. And we know how therapy has changed us and we know the stigma around therapy and I can admit myself that I'm considered a strong human which in some cases yes that's true but I'm also weak as well and I thought myself if I say yes to seeing a therapist even though I know I really needed one it's admitting that I'm weak and honestly that's not the truth that's everything but the truth and um, it's just sometimes a matter of taking that first step of courage to go and be brave enough to step out of the normal cycle of the world and to break that stigma and to go do what's right to help yourself. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add on that question? No, no, I mean, I think you, you touched it on, um, on that really well. Yeah, I, I think for me, is I think what it comes down to, I'm, listen, I'm not a professional, I don't have a psychology degree, we are not professionals. We're not. We're definitely not professionals. <laughs> we're just only speak exactly. We're just only speaking from our own experience. So, um, I don't want to be quoted as well. Anya said this, so this must be true. It, this is. I'm just sharing what works for me. That's all. What I've learned about myself, and 
as far as the whole being weak, it's we believe it's weakness because we've been weak inside by people hurting us through our past. So if somebody is continuously hurting you and hurting you and hurting you, eventually you're gonna get weak where you're like, I, I, I just can't take it anymore. I just can't fight. I can't put up with this abuse. It took every strength within ourselves to get through that trauma. But now it's like you get to a point where like, I'm exhausted. So when somebody suggests therapy, it's like, you want me to talk about something that I barely survived? So it's understandable why we wouldn't want to talk about it. Cause it's like, I don't want to relive this. It's too traumatic and I just want to block it out. I don't want it to be in the past. But little do we know, or that this is what I've discovered about myself, is little that I know is that the things that I was trying to avoid were the things that were actually running my life. Whether it's, I'll give you an example, would be abandonment issues. All of a sudden, I've had this lie in my head that says, everyone's gonna leave me. Don't get close enough. They're gonna leave me. So, here I am thinking, oh, I'm strong, I'm independent. But if I really go a little bit deep and say, okay, why do I feel like I have to be alone? Well, it's because I have a, what we call it, a life commandment um, that tells me, do not trust people. Do not rely on people. They're gonna abandon you. They're gonna leave you. So, so that's what I would add on. Thank you. You're welcome, Christina. Um, and the next question is, how do you find the right therapist? That is actually a really good question. And I'll tell you why. As I mentioned earlier, you're gonna get to a point where you eventually are going to, once you're safe enough, not immediately, but once you're safe enough, you're going to share with somebody something so deep and intimate about yourself that maybe your parents, your siblings, your best friend, your spouse doesn't even know. So if you can't, if you don't have a therapist that you fully trust, then you're going to keep everything inside of you. And listen, there are different types of therapists. So, I know that I've seen in my life, I've visited three types of therapists. And no joke, I've actually seen them all at once. Like just different, wow. different day of the week. I had the therapist that was the nurturing therapist. I had the therapist that was great at listening. That was her gift. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But I also had the therapist that helped me from a different perspective, a male perspective, let's just say, mm -hmm. to see when I was asking him questions, well, is this abuse? Is this normal for a man to do X, Y, and Z? And he's like, no, Anya, it's not. So I needed that type almost like a, not a father figure, but that male perspective and saying, cause all my life I've had 
women tell me, oh, this is horrible, this, this, and that, but I really didn't have too many men in my life that said, Anya, this is wrong. So, yeah, so for me, it, it was important to have that. And, and it took me time to work through that because, like I said, I didn't trust men, especially because of my trauma. So it took me time to work through my stuff to say, you know what, now I want to go see a man. I want to tr start trusting men. So it's extremely important to have somebody that you can you can trust and share all of your thoughts and um, feelings with and I would say for those of you that might be the next question might be well what happens if I don't like my therapist right can I leave absolutely absolutely <laughs> um, I think it was Brene Brown once said that um, she was I think she was referring to as far as like telling somebody your story meaning your testimony in your life and, and I love what she said. It was something along the lines of people have to earn their right to hear your story. So I'm not going to come to you if I don't trust you. I don't know you at all. I don't know what your intentions are. I don't know anything about you. And then all of a sudden just spill my guts. It's like, no, 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 no. That's, that's not healthy at all. So, and if somebody is experiencing that dilemma of, well, they're pretty cool therapists. I mean, they seem pretty cool, but I, I there's just something about them. Like, I feel like I'm not going the direction that I was hoping to go to. Then you have every right to say, you know what? Um, thank you, but I just think that I need to go in different direction with the therapist because every therapist is going to be different. Just like we are all different, we have every single person in our life has a gift that they carry and whether it be a sense of humor <laughs> I'm laughing at Christina because she just did something funny whether it be sense of humor whether it be somebody who is a great listener whether it's somebody that is great advice giver whether it's somebody that is very nurturing we need all those things one way or another which is why God allows those people into our lives but we also need a therapist that can carry that gift, so to speak, that we might be lacking with the people around us. And not because there's something wrong with the people, it's because of our trust issues, which is completely understandable. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's very important to, you have every right to have, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a group, Whatever it is, you have every right to be in a safe place to process your feelings, your thoughts, your emotions, all of it. And if you don't have that, you're gonna have that door, that wall that's going to prevent you from growing to as, as fully as you would or grow more than you would if you didn't have that. Mm. I hope that makes sense. I think it did. It did. Okay. For sure. Yes. <laughs> you passed the test. Good job. Yes, I passed the test. <laughs> oh, thank God. Um, 
No, thank you for sharing that with us. It was very insightful and um, it just shows that we all have different perspectives and experiences with therapy and how we go about finding the right one. And um, this might be a little off topic of an analogy, but it's kind of like doctor shopping. Um, for example, like I mentioned, I have a chronic medical condition and we've had to do a lot of, doc a lot of doctor shopping in my life um, to find that right doctor from who can help me and give me the right insights and stuff for living with 22Q. Um, is it easy? No. But my other thing, how I believe is God's timing um, and having trusted people in your inner circle as well as your circle. And um, I was at so low at a point in depression and many people recommended my current therapist that I have now and I knew I could trust every single, like I knew my inner circle and my core group of friends wouldn't steer me in the wrong direction. Um, so I went in, my experiences was going in with open arms, knowing I could trust my core group of friends and again, that they would never lead me wrong. And for me, I rely on a lot on God's timing and I don't know if that, the analogies made sense. Um, that's just kind of what came to my heart and I felt the need to share that, so. So let me ask you a question. When, <laughs> when was it, listen, it goes both ways. Right. But, uh, <laughs> when, at what moment did you realize, okay, this is the right therapist for me? I'm not talking about, oh, my friend said it's a perfect therapist. Right. When you and your heart finally realized like for me, I felt peace, and I'll, mm. I'll explain. I'll answer that question after. You yeah, absolutely. It. Like, when did you realize? You know what? This is this is it for me. And what was the confirmation? Was it a thought? Was it a feeling? What was it for you? Honestly, it goes back to my. Honestly, it goes back to my very first meeting with my current therapist and just knowing that I could share my heart. I wasn't going to be judged. I knew, I don't know. I just kind of, it all happened so fast, if that makes sense. Like yeah. it just felt right from the second I walked into my therapist's office and I felt free. I felt like I could relax, like I could finally breathe. Um, because living with a chronic condition is not easy and I'm learning that I, I try to tend to hide behind my smile and I'm learning that's not. No, not so much. <laughs> really? We can't not, hide behind our I smiles? Know, I well, I mean, we Darn can try, it. but I don't know how far <laughs> we'll make it. Or behind my eyes. But did yours happen immediately? For me, it happened immediately. See, for yeah. me, sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. For me, it actually took me some time because hmm. of, like I said, mentioned earlier, my abandonment issues. And mm. my thought process was, why would I want to share, tell you everything that's mm. in my heart when you're probably going to leave me? Right. This is not going to last a long time. Mm. And... It took me, it took me some time. I would say, honestly, it took me months, if not a year, to 
get to a place where I legit trusted my therapist. Not that I felt safe. It's one thing to feel safe around a therapist. It's another thing to trust. And right. she'll probably be the first one to tell you, yeah, that's understandable because of the wounds that, that I had. So for wow. me, it did not happen right away. My biggest thing was... My first sign was I wanted to feel safe. When I felt safe, that's when I said, okay, I can continue to do this huh. therapy thing. I didn't think it was going to work. In some ways, I was like, yeah, okay, this is a bunch of BS. But, but I'll, I'll keep going. And I think what drove me to go continuously come back mm. is my desperation for wanting to understand who I am right wanted to to see and I think more than anything wanted to know there's hope for me mm. because I felt like my childhood was so hopeless mm. that in my mind I remember it, even in Russia I, I said this to uh, a good friend of mine a few years ago on the 25th birthday, I was I was sad, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Well, what's going on?" I said, "I think, like for me, I always felt like when I was in Russia, especially in the orphanage, I felt like I would not live past 25. Mm-hmm. So here I am, 25, and I'm still alive, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I only kind of plan my life up to 25, like." Oh crap! Is this my last year? Like, and look at that! You're still here. I know, alive and well. Alive and well, yeah. And that was uh, 13 years ago. Dang! See, God has different plans. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. So for me, like I said, it it didn't happen immediately, and I think, but what drove me back is my desperation to want to understand I could not understand my trauma mm. but I at least want to wanted to understand myself mm. and I feel like we are never gonna completely on this earth we're never gonna completely know ourselves because we're constantly growing mm. so I mean props to people that feel like they completely understand themselves I mean, I'm not going to judge you, but I know for myself, I can never say, I don't want to say, well, I finally get my, get myself. I know myself a hundred percent because that would not be true. Right. It really wouldn't because like I said, we're still learning. There are still trials that come into our lives that we can't control that in my head, I'm like, okay, when this trial comes, I'm going to respond this way. If this situation comes into my life, I'm going to respond this way. Well, when that actually happens, I'm like, oh, crap, where's that plan that I just made myself? Not in the tubes. <laughs> it, re- it really is. It really is. So, I, I know so many people say God doesn't give us more than we can handle. Mm. And I would have to respectfully totally disagree with that. Because yeah. I feel like God does give us mm-hmm. uh, more than we can handle. Because... If a God did not give me more than I can handle, then why do I need God? Mm. So for me, it's 
going through my trauma, it, it was way more than I can handle. So I, it caused me to have that desperation for healing, desperation for higher power, whatever you call it these days. For me, I choose to call it God. It's, it made me want something more for myself and saying this is not right something is not right which is where all those questions for me began like what's something is not right in this situation (laughs) what's going on all right therapist help me understand what is going on but I think a lot of times here's the thing so for me my trauma started um in America it originally started in Russia but it continued in America where with a year after I got adopted. So here I am in a foreign country. I barely know English. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I got this trauma that's coming my way. I don't know how to verbalize it in English. Because I didn't, I didn't have anybody that I spoke Russian with. Right. I did in middle school, but my parents told her to stop speaking Russian to me because they wanted me to learn English, which I... I totally can see that. I disagree with it, but I understand why they did it. And so here I am living basically on what for me, what feels like hell on earth every single day and not be able to verbalize it. So when I go to a therapist and I get to a point where I can finally verbalize and understand what is actually has been happening to me, then it's like, Oh my goodness, I'm not crazy for feeling this way. I'm not crazy for thinking this way. Right. So, really long answer, but... Wow. Yeah. So. No, sometimes you have to um, expand the answer in order to fully answer the question, and that's totally fine. Um, And the last question today is how important is it to have someone you trust, for example, like a therapist, to share your mental health with? I would say it's kind of just as important as that last question that you asked me, um, how do you, or yeah, about the therapist, well, how is it important? How important is it to have someone like a therapist Mm -hmm. um, that to share your your thoughts and things like that so I, I would say just as it as it is important to have a safe therapist it's very important to have a safe friend in our lives but also understand that our friends may not be educated in the lingo the therapy lingo yeah so I can't get frustrated with them if they don't understand what I'm trying to say right where if I talk to my therapist, my therapist says, okay, well, this is X, Y, and Z. And she guides me through my session. She's not telling me where to go. Right. She's guiding me. So just like if you and I are having a conversation, your goal is not to say, okay, I want Anya to go this direction oh, in our conversation. Not. I know, I know. <laughs> I don't want Shocker. That no, Dang. I know, I know. Trust me, it's disappointing. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's the same thing with with therapy. And when I say therapy, I don't mean just one on one. 
I'm when I say therapy, I'm talking about whether it's writing, whether it's with music connected to your emotions, whether it's in the group. Like to me, healing is not there. I truly believe healing is not step one, this, step two, this, step three. It's like grief. Right. Grief has steps, but you don't have to follow them exactly like in order right. that the steps are. You can go to anger and then you're numb and then you're, you feel like you've forgiven them and all of a sudden you're going back to anger. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a second, I thought I just griefed. Like, I, I went through all these steps. It's like, no, 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 no. It doesn't work that way because, because of the type of person that we are through our experiences in life. So with a friend, a trusted friend, it's extremely important to have somebody safe in your life to, to share your thoughts and feelings, but at the same time to know that there are times where they might not understand. Like I always said, it actually, believe it or not, it actually drives me insane when people say, I know how you feel. <laughs> to me, it's like nails on the chalkboard for me. I just can't because if you and I were to run, we're in the backyard right now, Christina's house, right? <laughs> so there's a fence in front of us. If you and I were to run through that fence right now, same speed, same time, ready? Go. Let's no, go. I'm just kidding. Her <laughs> <laughs> people are going to be like, what's that noise? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> images yeah yeah totally (laughs) they're like i want to see that but anyway so if you and i were to start off the same same time same speed same distance how you gonna feel after you run into that fence is not gonna be the same as how i how i feel because people can tolerate pain on different levels so to say, well, I know how you feel. I, I just, I feel like we're misquoting that. It's not, at least this is just for me. I don't know how you feel. Just like, for example, when you're struggling with your 22Q and then all of a sudden you're having a bad day. Well, I can't say I know how you feel because I have bad days. I can't right. say that. To me is, wow, I totally understand why you would struggle. It would make sense why you're struggling because of whatever it may be. So for me, it's not that we know how we feel. It's I can only have an, I can only imagine how you feel. I will never know how you feel. And that's a very strong word, know. K-N-O-W. I will never know how you feel. That's one of the things I always try to tell my friends if whenever they come to me at a one of the things that I try to remind them I will never know how you feel but I can have somewhat of an idea how you're feeling based on my experiences so thank you you're welcome um, and, and Anya pretty much touched up on um, very well on how important it is and something that my therapist has encouraged me to do is to build a community outside of therapy. So 
we're not, so I, sorry, I'm not always relying on her when she may not always be available. I'm building a trusted community where I feel safe to allow myself to be who I am, to feel who I am. If I'm having those bad days, I can talk to Anya, to our friend Dina, Angela, and, um, and so on. Um, and we can turn to those people um, to help and guide us and be there for us and pray for us and so on. Um, and I just think it's so important to have someone like a therapist so you can talk to them. And we kind of touched on this in one of the earlier questions that it's just so important to have someone to talk to um, and to express who you are and whatever whatever you may be going through. It doesn't have to be abuse. It doesn't have to be health um, reasons. It can be anything. Um, and I just want to encourage whoever's listening um, that if you've been seeking a therapist for a long time, trust the process, just be patient, and trust your heart. And in, God will lead you to the right therapist at the right time and that's um, something that just came to my heart right now that I felt led to share with you guys um, did you want to touch on peace I know you had mentioned peace, peace. did you want to touch on that um as far as like feeling peace yeah so for me I think the type of peace that I felt in once I realized okay this, this therapist is good is for me peace was validation mm -hmm. I felt validated uh, for whatever reason <clears throat> whether it's I was feeling this anger or I was feeling this way and my therapist validated me so to me that brought peace and knowing that okay I'm not crazy for thinking this way I'm not crazy for feeling this way so, and I know you and I have had this conversation, um, let's say about one, when was your brother's wedding? About a month ago. About a month ago, mm -hmm. yeah. So, one of the nights you and I were having a conversation, I mentioned with you how every single person in our life brings something different. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's yeah. um, a good listener, a good talker, a good hugger somebody that absolutely just loves to hug nurturer or nurturer exactly or a great advice giver mm -hmm. where um, they're not trying to fix you mm. that's the biggest yeah. thing is that, that was another thing that gave me peace is the fact that my therapist was not trying to fix me ironically <laughs> I'm like here I am what? thinking yeah here I am thinking I'm coming here to get fixed and my therapist is like my job is not to fix you I was like, what I'll never forget, she's like, she told me once, she said, Anya, my job is not to, um, uh, how does she put it, uh, she said, my job is not to grow you, my job is to plant the seeds, mm -hmm. and God's, my job is to water the seeds, mm -hmm. and God is going to take care of the rest, God is going to grow you, and mm -hmm. it's probably the best thing I probably heard stay at that time because in my head I'm like oh so you're not going to fix me you're not going to get frustrated when I don't understand something there are things that she said to me 13 years ago they're just now I'm like oh I get it now she's like you remember I said that like 13 years ago I was like uh yeah all right all right you 
got, you got me. So seeds are blooming. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But anyway, so the reason why it's so important to have, to answer your question earlier, mm-hmm. squirrel, sorry. <laughs> we do that quite a bit, sorry. We do that a lot. <laughs> but um, the reason why it's so important to have, as you mentioned, Christina, that community mm-hmm. is because if they're, like, if my therapist is not available, and that's the thing, it's like, there are times where a therapist would be out of town, or there's an emergency, so I can't, I can't put all that pressure on my therapist to right. be there for me 24-7, it's just, it's just impossible right. for the therapist to be there, um, for their clients, unfortunately. I, I know they probably wish that they could, but yeah. they can't. So for me, if there are moments where I feel like, okay, my therapy session is not until next week, then this is where I reach out to my community, my support system, and saying, hey, um, okay, I need somebody that will tell me the truth without hurting me. Mm-hmm. It's called speaking the truth in love. Okay, I got this person. Hey, this is what's happening. Help me to see what it is that I'm not seeing. That's a question I, I always... Hmm. That's a good uh, question. Or th- that's, what, that's what I always... Uh, yeah, basically ask them. Can you please help me to see what I'm not seeing? Hmm. Because I'm only able to see from the inside out. Right. And I'm not capable of see- seeing from the outside in unless I'm looking at somebody else's situation. Mm. When it comes to my situation, I can only see from the inside out. Mm. So, but anyway, so, so you got that example. Or there are times where I'm like, man, I just want a big hug. Mm. So I would go to this friend because I know they're great hug huggers, so to speak. Where I didn't feel uncomfortable, and there are times where I do still feel uncomfortable with hugs because I get triggered. Mm-hmm. But. Um, but there, yeah, so there might be a friend that I'm like, I just want to be heard. <laughs> I don't want to go any further than I just want to be heard. Mm. I don't, don't give me any, any advice. I don't want to hear advice. I just want to be heard. So then I would reach out to that person. I'm sorry. We just had my brother's dog come and visit us, and I didn't know that they were here. Hi, Bodie. Are you saying hi to the people listening? <laughs> I was like, who the heck is that? And I'm like, do you know this dog? That was, I wish you guys could see. No. And see, that right there just goes to show you that's another form of therapy. It's a dog. He's an animal. And he just came up around the corner. And totally. He's like, hey. He just stood there like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, and he came like, over. Hey, you guys are okay. <laughs> I feel safe. So anyway. But... um. What were we talking about? <laughs> but yeah, so it's important to have different. The, I, I feel like the more people that we have in our life, and I don't mean like go and get a hundred friends. I'm not, right, not right. what I'm no, saying. No, no, no. I'm saying get, uh, for me personally, it's I, I probably get about a handful of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little bit more, but for the most part, I have a handful of people that I know that when I call them in my darkness, they're not going to ignore me. They're not going to be like, I can't do this. I can't go there with you. You're not happy enough for me right now. I can't deal with your stuff. So, and 
it's amazing to have that, to know that, okay, while I'm going through whatever season, whatever problem I'm going through, and my therapist, God forbid, is not available for me, mm-hmm. I can reach out to, to these people, and then eventually when my therapist is available, you know what's funny is there's so many times where I'm like, I just need my therapist right now, I'll yeah. reach out to other people, and by the time my therapy session comes, I'm like, I really have nothing to talk about. <laughs> How crazy is that? That's, I've had experiences like that too. It's, it's just, to me, I'm like, it's actually pretty cool, because now I'm not what it it shows me at least what I see for myself is that I'm not holding on to the things that I used to hold on to to a point where I just became a full-blown anger angry person where I'm snapping at people or I'm just not looking at don't get me wrong I have those moments we all do Christina's shaking her head I I have those moments but they're not as aggressive. Right. There's not as many of those moments. And I know I'm able to control myself and not, and knowing, okay, I probably should not be around people if I'm feeling this way. Right. Because I know I'm going to probably snap at somebody, say something smart alecky. Um, you never. I know. Shocker <laughs> me. <laughs> so I'm not going to blow my horn at somebody because they cut me off without their blinker on that's what drives me insane but anyways <laughs> well, that's another topic we can talk about that didn't happen there or anything <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah um i totally forgot what i was gonna say oh i wanted to touch up on just real quick what anya said about um her reaching out and feeling better and going to the therapist and saying um I reached out to a bunch of friends. That's her utilizing her tools that we that she's been given, um, and I do the same thing. And it's cool to put those tools into action and to be on the other side of that. And even for myself, um, I can speak for myself too, and I'm sure I can speak for Anya. Um, it's cool to see one asking for the cur- like getting the courage to step out and say, hey, are you available to talk? Um, and then two, to sit there and use the tools we've been given as well as the courage that we used to use those tools. So I don't know if that made sense, but I just wanted to touch base on it. And I, I'm actually so glad that you brought that up because for me, one of the things that for me, how I define therapy, therapy for me is somebody that's helping me to see my tools that are around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know what the tools are if I'm going through my stuff and I don't know how to process it. Mm-hmm. My therapist says, hey, Anya, here's a tool here. And this is how you can use the tool. Right. This is what the tool does. Mm-hmm. All right. If that doesn't work, okay, let's go to this tool. All right, this is how what the functions are for this tool mm-hmm. and so on and so forth so that way when I do have those dark moments and trust me people I have them still and I feel like I will for the rest of my life mm-hmm. the only difference is I'm hopeful that I'll get through those Amen. is now when I go through those dark moments I can say okay my therapist showed me about these tools and also one of the first tools as I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast when I shared a little bit a little bit about how I got to therapy 
it was my therapist that says, hey, I can't help you. I want to be 100% honest with you. But there's a class called Shelter from the Storm. And that was a humongous tool for me. And from there, then my facilitator said, <laughs> sorry, sorry, something just... Christina thought she stopped the podcast for a second. This is what we mean by squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. I'm very sorry. But, uh, but so it's through that shelter from the storm class that my facilitator says, hey, Anya, if you're interested, I think this class will help me, which at the time was called life skills. Mm. I love that class so much. Yeah. I took it 13 times. I didn't know that. 13 times. See, you learn something new every day. Yeah, I, took, I took shelter twice, and I took that class Yay. 13 times. But for me, I became obsessed. For mm. me, for the first time ever, I am getting the tools to help me how to not fix myself, but heal. Mm. Amen. That was, that was the biggest thing, is in realizing that I don't have to be stuck in this cycle that my family was in that I can get out of that cycle and saying I, I can't do this mm-hmm. so and then from there then uh, when that same facilitator decided to um, basically build her own program mm-hmm. called Life Essentials mm-hmm. and that was an eye-opener as well too so for Absolutely. me I love learning about those things because I want to not only help myself, I want to be the evidence of tools working. Amen. If that makes sense. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, so that's what I feel like therapy is for me, is here is my therapist being 100% honest with me and saying, I can't help you. I wish I could, but I can't, but show me another tool and it's the same therapist that I, like I said before, the same therapist that I've been seeing for 13 years. Because wow. I came back to her. Mm. So, it's just, it's just incredible to yeah. me. So. Well, thank you. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we do our devotional, or? No, maybe we could do another podcast. Yeah, that's, a, that's the thing. We were talking about it, and... I just ended the fear series. It's a three-part series, part one, two, and three. Um, it's on Spotify or Anchor. I'm in the process of still working on getting it on Apple Podcasting. Um, but yeah, um, if you guys are interested in making the therapy, a Let's Talk Therapy series. But even mental health. Yeah, give us topics that you would, and again, we are no professionals, we're no experts, we're no scientific like majors. I don't, I don't know 100% facts. Yeah. Right. We're just on we're sharing our honest experiences that we've had and we've seen the impact and the change it's had on our lives that we just want to get home give hope to others and help break the stigma. Uh, we want to use our voices and we want to shed light and help break the stigma of therapy because therapy isn't bad. It definitely is not. It's I would not be where I am if therapy was not in my life, and that's a fact. Amen. It's not an opinion. That is a fact. Yep. And I know. I again, like I said, I've seen my therapist for a year and a half, maybe just shy of two years, um, coming up. 
and I've seen, I don't see the full growth, but people in my life who I'm around on a daily basis have seen that I've grown so much, and I'm hoping that I can eventually see for myself the growth. I see a little microscopic yeah. part, like little sesame seed part yeah. that I've grown. I've had that where people are like, oh, you, look at the decision to you, how you handle this problem. You've like, grown so uh, much. What? <laughs> so, like I said, there's still, like, 13 years later, I'm still, like, the seeds are finally coming up, and I'm like, oh, Can you <laughs> I never thought I would actually agree with this now. I never thought I would actually do this. My therapist said I could, but I don't see it happening. I didn't believe it. I really didn't. I'm like, okay, you're just, you're just telling me because you're my therapist. And now I was like, dang it. She was telling me because she was actually believing in me. Start it. Don't you hate it when those people believe in you? No, I don't. <laughs> no, we don't. Who else? Because then, like, that's, you know what's important. Sorry, we can talk about this. We, we could. I can legit talk about this for hours. That's why we want to see if you guys are interested in a series. We can make it a five-part series, a ten-part series, 20-part series, maybe stretching it, but... Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be about therapy. It's right. just maybe just mental health in general, whether it's decision-making, whatever it is. And as you can see, we're very comical. I mean, yeah, we have we dogs get, showing we're up. We're very I mean, entertaining. That was... I'm not gonna lie. That was I wish you could have seen... It's my brother's dog, Bodie, and I wish you could have seen his face. He was that like, was what? <laughs> yeah, he's looking at us, at us like, uh, what's going on over here? Do you guys have a table, microphone? Like, what? What is this? <laughs> but, um, oh, shoot. I was going to say something earlier. Squirrel. Squirrel, yeah. You mean way before the podcast? No, I no, no, no. Just that. now. That's why oh, I okay. continue talking. Um, oh. See? She'll probably remember it. I probably remember after we hit stop. <laughs> and then she'll write, or during devotions, and then she'll write about it. Yeah, I'll be it. like, don't mean to interrupt your devotion, but X, Y, and Z. Well, see, maybe that's the whole continuance of... It, it really is. Is yeah, that even part a Part two, what was Anya going to ask? We'll start <laughs> with talk that. about, yeah. Is continuance even a word? Probably. Huh? Now we have someone waving to us through the window. It's, I, I don't know, I just saw oh. a hand waving. <laughs> that's creepy, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Anyway, so, all right. Anyway. Continue. Yes. So, again, let us know if you would like it. I mean, we'll probably make it a continuing, but we would like to have your input. Um, I did create a Facebook group called The All Things, um, where we can build a community there as well, and Instagram, and to communicate and um, start conversations over there, and for you guys to give us, um, what are they called? Points. There you go. Suggestion. <laughs> I don't know. It's, 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 <laughs> it just threw a dart. It just happened to land. On that note. On that note. Work. <laughs> See, now we're comfortable. Yeah. Now, now we. This is when we should have probably started recording. Probably. We should have. So it's not lied. as awkward. I mean, I think we did pretty good. I don't think it was awkward. In the beginning. Yeah. We were kind of like, uh, 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 like a robot. Um, um. <laughs> um, um, yeah, totally. I'm trying to break from that. Yeah, anyway. Um. All right, so. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Today's, um, for those of you who may be new, uh, I always like to, to end our devotional. I always like to end our podcast with a devotional and a prayer. And today's devotional is called Restoring Joy. And the, it, 
the verse is, he will once again fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. Job chapter 8, verse 21. The love letter from God says, Beloved child, I am your loving father. I am able to restore all that is lost. What I give back will fill your soul and help you complete my purpose for you. I want you to trust me and to find rest in me when your whole world is turned upside down. If you will surrender everything to me, nothing will hold you back from my blessing. Let me give you a whole new perspective on what you see as loss. Love your heavenly father. The reflection says, what you may see as broken inside yourself, your father sees as beautiful. He, he will not waste a single one of your tears. Hang on to your heavenly father through the hard times and he will use whatever is broken in your heart for his glory. God promises to restore your joy. Today's treasure of truth says, God uses our brokenness as building blocks to restore joy. And the prayer says, Dear God, put peace in your daughter, daughter's heart. Help them persevere when they are going through a tough time and fill them with joy once again. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us and we look forward to continuing this series. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Anya, for being woo, our special woo. guest. Anytime. My pleasure. <laughs>